0: The game weeks are coming thick and fast. Hello FPL Surgery listeners, on this episode we go through potential Jota replacements, Uh, we discuss cheap enablers that you might want for your Christmas bench, and we also discuss captaincy for both game week 13, which is tomorrow, and game week 14 as well welcome back listeners to episode 197 of the fpl surgery podcast we are recording it's the evening of monday the 14th of december so just a day before the game week 13 deadline and um, then we're also going to discuss a bit of game week 14 as well now as always i'm here with josh how's it going josh
1: i'm good mate how are you
0: fpl wise not not the best but um apart from that i'm feeling
1: feeling pretty good it's nice to um be sat here for once with no football going on there's no mon- no Monday <laughs> night football. There's no Champions League. There's no. It's just I feel quite relaxed, not having to uh, be constantly looking at you know BBC football or whatnot on uh, on the internet.
0: Yeah, but we're also trying to record you know before a deadline tomorrow, when the game we week are. only ended like what less than 24 hours ago.
2: Yeah, we better crack <laughs> on.
0: And then we got yeah, then we got football Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then again on know. Saturday. So yeah, we we'd better crack on. It's the best time up. of the year. Apparently, apparently so. Um, we're lucky this week to be joined by the co-host of the FPL Double Up podcast, and he's also got his Football Index weekly podcast as well. So please welcome to the podcast, John Nellis. Hi there, John.
3: Hello, guys. How's it going?
0: Yeah, good. No, th- thank thank you for coming on, John. Been wanting to get you on for quite a while, even before I realised you were going to be doing a rival podcast.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, kinda, I kept that quiet from you, didn't I? But look, here we are now. I'll try not to pump it too much. But um, yeah, talking about FPL every week now which is brilliant because I could talk about it for hours. So that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Well, an hour.
0: Good. So I guess we go straight into, straight into our game
3: weeks. Yeah. Do you know, that's the noise that would summarize the game. Like like, it could have been really good. It it was okay. I had 61 points net after the the three transfers I made, uh, with a minus four. So I had the 61 points, the three sort of substitutes or transfers I made coming into the week. Sorry. Or I got rid of James Justin, which is a bit of a kick in the balls, Mm -hmm. uh, to get rid of Diogo Jada, and I got rid of Timo Werner. It was about time. I brought in Jamal Lewis, who got me a point instead of Justin's, but I had to do that financially to get Salah in. Brought Salah in and captained him. Thankfully, he got that lucky penalty that definitely should have been saved. <laughs> and I brought in Patrick Bamford. So, look, all in all, decent week, but I was human in hand about a Vardy, a Vardy for Kane switch instead of the, the Justin to Lewis switch. If that had happened, I would obviously had Vardy and Justin, but look, hindsight's great, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I'm still jealous of that score, mate. I mean, six, 61s. Yeah, it's not, not to be sniffed at. I know. Complaining the score of 61. <laughs> People are probably
3: hating me already. Like, but. No,
0: no. That's the problem with this game. You always want to, like, no matter how well you do, you always want to do a bit better.
3: It's one good beating, isn't it? You know. Always, always.
0: Um, but, Josh, how, how was your game week? Uh,
1: 56. Um, slight, tiny uh, red arrow. So, um, rolled my transfer, didn't make any moves, uh, captain Salah. So, um, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a meh game week, really. Wasn't, um, anything great, but equally could, uh, could have been a lot worse. So, um, you know, happy to, to take that, move on with the two, uh, two, free transfers for this week and, uh, hopefully kick on for the festive period.
0: So you guys being quite negative about yours, it, it almost <laughs> makes me not want to say mine. Um, so... <laughs> I, I didn't do a hit at least, but I got um 45 points um, this week. Yeah. Um, my only return was, yeah, the Salah dodgy penalty um, as captain. And then Kane and Son, who's, you know, two of the most owned players in the game. I, it, it was just my decisions going into the game week, really, that, that cost me here. I mean, I benched Martinez for Johnston. And, you know, part of the reason I did that was because I thought that, you know, Newcastle had all these COVID concerns. I thought, you know, maybe West Brom could keep a clean sheet. Um, and I did not expect Martinez to, you know, to put up 11 points. And then my transfers in, I mean, I was happy getting Salah in for free and captaining him. And to enable it, I had to get either Rafina, Cleach, uh, or I was looking at Suchek as well. Now, two of them scored on Friday night. The one I scored didn't. So I I think we'll just move on from my game week. (laughs) Um, So we've got one new Patreon this week. It's Prince Abdullah bin Mossad, and he's joined at the Slack level after the Iceman convinced him when they met up yesterday to watch the Fulham against Liverpool game. And if you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, please Google FPL Surgery Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Andy Portlock, Vince Poyle, Ron Frosk, Ross from FPL Merch and Darren Benn are all pledging at the highest tier so they get this extra special mention each and every week so thank you and now we're going to go to alan so fbl diagnosis and he's going to quickly run through some stats for the game week just gone and then we'll be back to go through
2: the headlines Hi folks, Alan back with a stats roundup from Game Week 12. The game week began Friday night with Leeds losing 1-2 to West Ham. The XG numbers fairly even here at 1.56 to 1.33 in West Ham's favor. West Ham did have three big chances to Leeds 1, and West Ham also created the second most chances this weekend with 14. Saturday was a day to forget in the world of FBL as not much of interest happened. Aston Villa beat Wolves with a penalty in injury time from El Ghazi. Apparently he's the first choice penalty taker, although Smith has said Grealish would be second in line. Wolves' XG of 1.13 suggests that they might have done enough to get a goal in this one, but they didn't. The Manchester derby played out a 0-0 bore. With sitting having a slight edge over Man United according to the numbers, XG at 1.33 to 0.64 in Man City's favour. Man City also recorded three big chances to Man United's zero. Chelsea were third for XG over the past six game weeks, and Everton were fourth from bottom for XG conceded. That didn't do much for Chelsea though. On Saturday night, as Everton beat them 1-0 from a Gilby Sigurdsson penalty after a rash challenge from Mondi on Calvert-Lewin. The Icelandic midfielder had a decent game and recorded the highest number of chances created this game week with six. Chelsea never really came close to equalising, recording an XG total of 0.66 to Everton's 1.22. Reese James was very much involved, though, as he hit the woodwork from a long-range effort and also recorded the fourth-most touches in the opponent's half of the game week with 60. And we've gotten used to seeing Sheffield United being underwhelming going forward, recording an XG total of 0.32 in their 3-0 loss to Southampton, creating zero big chances to Southampton's three. It was Danny Ings' first start since returning from injury. The striker came away with an assist and an XG total of 1.0, suggesting a goal wouldn't have been out of the question here. Palace claimed a deserved point at home to Spurs, with both sides creating two big chances and the XG numbers at 1.63 to 0.95 in Crystal Palace's favour. Mourinho's men perhaps regretting a rather passive second-half performance. Palace midfielder Eberici Eze created the second most chances of the game week with five. Fulham's recent performances and accompanying underlying data show they're perhaps not the easiest whipping boy to whip. They played out a 1 1 draw with Liverpool with the XG data 1.49 to 1.89 in Liverpool's favour, although the penalty does add to Liverpool's total. Fulham recorded five big chances to Liverpool's three and Ivan Cavallaro left the game as this week's biggest underperformer with a blank and an XG total of 1.27 to his name. That's pretty much all of Fulham's XG packed into one five-foot-nine Portuguese man. What about the goal? Well, Bobby Reid is this game week's second biggest overperformer with his goal coming from a 0.06 XG chance. Things went from bad to worse at the Emirates as crowds were let back in the stadium to see the Gunners lose to Burnley. With the XG numbers at 1.63 to 1.47, it might suggest a draw would have been fair, although Arsenal being top for chances created this game week with 16 is little comfort to returning fans. And for those keeping count, Arsenal now managed a total of 38 crosses in this game, making them the league leaders with 263 total for the season. Leeds and West Ham come in second and third. Arsenal have the fourth worst conve- conversion rate for crosses with 17.1% compared to West Ham who are top with 27.2%. And finally, Leicester beat Brighton 3 0 with the XG at 1.56 to 0.89. 13 of Leicester's 15 shots were in the box. James Madison returns to the thoughts of fancy managers after a nine month dry spell. His two goals from an XG total of 0.27 makes him this weekend's biggest overperformer. It did, however, have the most shots of the game week with six, of which three were on target. James Justin owners got a clean sheet and an attacking return as he recorded the third most chances created this game week with four. And that's it for this game week. Back to you Rich.
0: Thanks a lot for that Alan and we go back to the headlines. So off. First headline is Jota replacements. Now I think the the news is that it's about six to eight weeks that Jota's gonna be out. So that's a lot of game weeks, so we we've got to replace him.
3: If we come to you first, John, I mean do you do you have Jota? I had Jota last week and when I got wind of the injury, I swapped oh, him out I for Salah. Now, obviously they aren't a direct swap for each other and it's a bit of a it took three transfers to make it happen, but that's what I did last week, so I'm 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 lucky that I'm ahead of the curve there.
0: Yeah, no, you did say as well. You did say so that was me. That was me not No, oh, no worries. Who did you bring in for Jota?
3: I kind <laughs> of brought in Bamford for Jota, I suppose you could say. But it was three transfers, so it was kind of a mini wild card in a way. But I think there's a lot of interest and options out there at that price point because obviously we're going to have to take into account some people might have a million or so in the bank and some people might want to downgrade. So there's there's a whole range of players there. Uh obviously Zaha's looking good. Maybe the fixtures aren't with him. James Ward Price, Southampton look insane. Uh maybe the fixtures aren't there, I'll albeit with Fulham in a couple of weeks. I think Jared Bone I'll, I'll talk about players and I'll stop referencing fixtures, but I think Jared Bone looks amazing. James Madison just had a great game. Wolves don't look maybe good enough to go to Potence anymore. And I'm skipping over quite a lot of players there, but the bottom line is the world's are oyster here if if this is your decision, really. You kind of yeah. decide whether you want the make that into a playing midfielder and add a bit of cash to it, maybe, or properly downgrade, maybe to put the money elsewhere.
0: Yeah. It's, an, it's a nice time to have a bit of money in the bank. Cause like you mentioned, it depends how much you have in the bank. And I mean, if I could go up to Grealish, so I've got Jota myself. If I could go up to Grealish, I'd be tempted. But mm. Obviously you need, you need probably about a million, a million to do that. Maybe 1.1, 1. 1, depending on when, when you got Jota.
1: I think Grealish, as you mentioned, is the obvious one. Um, The only thing I'd say about that is it, I think it's we're not we're not that far into the season so I don't think you need to be looking at ownership too much at the moment but he's the third highest owned player in the game after Calvert-Lewin and Son so it's it's one of those with greedy. if you were to get him now I think you need to decide mm, you know am I a good rank I want to maintain where I am or I'm actually a bit further back than where I want to be and I want to you know, kick on with some players that are, are, are lower owned. He's 42.5% owned. Um Zaha um, is, is another good op- option. I think both of those are two of the sort of more um, talismanic players in the league. Um, James Will Prowse is good. I think two that haven't been mentioned, Mason Mount, um, kind of flying under the radar. You know, he's not the... The, the sexiest pick in the Chelsea team with the likes of Werner, Ziyech, Pulisic, etc. But you know he's he's quietly ticking along 90 minutes every game, picking up the odd assist and goal. You know he, he, there's there's a lot worse picks. And um, and one I do quite like is um is Pascal Gross, um, which um you know he's 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 on pens. He's that's been confirmed by um by the manager Potter um and he's got some great fixtures coming up next to a Fulham away and Sheffield United at home obviously Fulham look fantastic on Monday night but I still think it's a great fixture playing them and um, he's only owned by one percent of teams at the moment and um he's uh he's 5.8 million which is I think is cheapest I remember him being for a while in FPL
0: yeah talking of Fulham um, obviously they, they did look good, didn't they? And they've got a couple of assets I know some people might be looking at. So they've got Lookman, who's he's looked pretty good for the last few weeks anyway. And then they've got this guy, is it Cavalero? Cavallero, who I believe might be on might be on penalties as well. Um do we do either of you have Suchek at all?
3: I do, yeah. I was actually gonna come back in and talk about those two yeah. players. If people were looking to downgrade, I think Suchek and Lookman offer brilliant value, do you know? obviously Fulham aren't great and you might want to play on your team but Lukman is is returning regularly enough mm. for a Fulham player and obviously we know what Suchek's done the past couple of weeks and they're both just great great value at five million
1: it's just what you want really isn't it I mean Lukman Lukman's gonna get you a lot more chances in open play and um, he's probably got a better assist threat and he's way more exciting to watch but um, but Suchek you can't knock him he's, he's, you get you know set piece wise he's, he's the main target I think it's almost like comparing a, a sort of full back stroke wing back um, versus a centre back is do you want that you know exciting player to watch an open play or do you want that set uh, you know that, that threat of set pieces really um, I think they're both both great options both great value
0: yeah I mean Talking of Suchek as well, because obviously they're in the same price bracket. So those Fulham defend, um sorry, Fulham midfielders and, and Suchek. One of the reasons I didn't go for Suchek last week was because I was speaking to Luke, so FPL Irons, and he was saying about how they're gonna this, you know, they're gonna switch formation because of the Masawaka injury. So they've been playing with they did and they did play with four at the back. So I thought Suchek would play a lot deeper and he did. However, I was looking at some heat maps earlier and it doesn't look like he was that much deeper, but he did score with his only shot on target um i don't know he just, just bores me a little bit
1: i do like think uh, <laughs> uh do think luke um fpl Islands? yeah is, is you know it's a, it's a very good point and um you know normally the way they play the, and the way that they set up with um the three four back, three yeah. yeah or three four two one is really is that yeah he's he's obviously you've got your you know bowen or four so now he's kind of pushing out wide and he's he's he's, he's bombing on I do think that that additional man there and and less coverage at the back I do think it would impact him and it actually was in my thinking last week I I, um had a a little thought as to whether to bring him in for for Foden but I didn't really want it to impact my moves this week so I uh, refrained from doing it but yeah I think it's definitely a factor and knowing knowing you Rich he's 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 not a he's not a rich type player is he Suchek
0: what? Because he's boring, or well, <laughs> he scores so, points? You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be that. Scores <laughs> points, <actually. laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, last week you were going for Rafinha. You've got triple Chelsea defense. You know, you've had plenty of City players over the season so far. In general, you know, you've been playing fairly aggressively, fairly attacking wise. And um, I don't know. I feel like he's he's not the sort of person. I could imagine you having in your team, personally.
2: I,
0: I, I think we should mention Rafinha actually, because I got him in last week and I watched the game. And he, cre- I think the stats they gave me created four chances, but from watching the game, he was getting credited chances for passing the ball sideways, and then someone blasting it over the bar. So, I, I mean, I don't think he's as creative as the stats, yeah, the stats, stats might say.
1: Do you think he's going um, to be the next Podence?
0: I hope not. All I, far, I've been, no I've been, i've only had him in my team two days but um, but, so john if if i you know if you had jota and you had to spend you know between say let's say seven million and 5.5 million or between five million and seven million and you know you have to pick one um who who would you go for
3: (sighs) Mm. <laughs> the reason I didn't say Grealish at the start and I know he's out of that price bracket was because mm. I have him but I think he's obviously the the prime candidate and I know it's out of the price brackets that you gave me but if I had to pick one and had the cash I really would make the step up and get Grealish but yeah. if I had to pick out of the rest again if you just want a safe pick stick on the bench forget about it Suchek or Lukman it's, it's really a toss up for the, exactly the reasons that have just been discussed um, oh, i have to pick one though, don't I? Yeah. I mean, there'll be, no con- yeah. be no consequences. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay, well, I'll pick two check because difficult. I have him, but I know my co-host on the podcast, the dude Heisenberg, is a big advocate for Luke Wynn. Like He never stops talking about him. He, he's been rotating them, hasn't he, actually? Yeah, um, yeah. and it's worked out for him, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I saw a tweet where he said about their rotation, and they seem to both be scoring in alternating weeks. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of options. Um, So, we'll move on to our second headline. So, that's cheap enablers for your Christmas benches. Now, Josh, I mean, you put this headline together. So, are we talking, you know, really cheap players? Are we talking, like, 5.0, you know, 4.5 million defenders? I think so,
1: yeah, 4.5 million and below defenders. um, So, like the dross. So Well, let's let's not tarnish you with that too much. But, yeah, the... um, (laughs) The cheap enablers, just like we're uh, just like we've we've called them, um, and I think yeah, with midfield probably, I mean we've, we've mentioned some of them already, but I'd say probably anything under sort of five and a half really, um, because players that you're happy to bench on a weekly basis. I don't think many many um, FPL players are going to be going in with um, with squads with eight uh, strong attackers um i think that uh it, it, you know with the amount of premiums people are trying to fit into their team now's now's a less time than ever really
0: yeah i mean the easiest way to do it isn't it it's the defenders because there's yeah there's plenty of cheap defenders yeah you know, at, the, at the bottom price so if we come to uh, you first john are there any defenders that you like, you know, at a low price? So, say, let's say 4.5 and under. I'm making these price brackets up, so you can just... Yeah,
3: <laughs> kind of loosely. So, I think yeah. all season, apart from I had Trent and then I downgraded to Chilwell, my defenders have always been 4.5s. Now, mm-hmm. they may be 4.6s or 7s now. They might be 4.4s. But I've had Mitchell, who's just dead wood, and obviously no one get him. But Lamptey and Walker-Peters... Have been sort of doing me a solid. I got rid of James Justin, obviously. He's a wee bit higher than that, I think. But at the minute, do you know, if you had to pick one in or around that bracket, I think Dallas at 4.6. There have a few good fixtures coming up Newcastle, Burnley, and West Brom, so with United in the middle, unfortunately. But you know, it's not a bad pick to stick on the bench. If you're really, really not going to be playing them and sticking them there, I don't know, pick any of the 4 millions or 3.9s. But you're not going to get anything.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? There's there's literally no four million defenders this season. No, it's crazy. I, I don't know why yeah. they don't mark up some of the West Brom and Fulham starting defenders at four more. You know, like, they look at the look at the promoted teams and, and maybe, you know, make at least one or two of them four I million. I
0: think they're scared after Lundstrom last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and like John mentioned, there was, there was Mitchell. And, I mean, I got Kilman up four million and i thought you know he was going to be magic but he's just been dropped all of a sudden
1: yeah um, um i mean my my I've, I've got i've got both Leeds um Leeds fullbacks ailing and Danas, um and you know they're not setting fireworks off but they've they've done they've done fine they've got you know a few well they got i think got about four clean sheets for the season now and um yeah, they've they probably not got the amount of attacking returns that um, they should have done. Um, Ailing's a bit of a, um, a sort of no go if you've not got him now. I'd say for for uh, for, for the festive period because. Both uh, uh, Koch and uh, Lorente are both injured, so it looks like he's going to be playing centre-back, so he's not going to be bombing on from right back. So out of the two, I'd definitely go for Dallas. They have got great fixtures, um, and I am going to be playing uh, one of them most weeks. Um, And then the other one would be good old FPL favourite, Charlie Taylor. I don't think you can go wrong, really. (laughs) £4.4 And they've got some great fixtures coming up. 16 and 17, they've got back-to-back games against Sheffield United and Fulham. So, um, you know, it's a nice way of covering Pope, not that Pope's... Fulham,
0: Fulham's a hard game now. Well,
1: at the moment. <laughs> but, so they've they got, got the
0: Fulham and then Liverpool. That's as hard as
1: Burnley's home record against uh, sort of bottom half of the table teams is, is incredible the amount of games that Pope picks up seven eight nine pointers in those fixtures um is is, is incredible and uh, you know he Pope's not that highly owned he's only nine nine percent owned but it is nice that when he's sat there with those three bonus points and three saves that he does it in all those games that you've got you know the likes of Charlie Taylor to cover him so he'd probably be my pick um out of the uh sort of 4.5 and below really
0: yeah, I mean, I, I I do agree with Burnley. I think it's hard to dis- disagree, you know, especially in the winter as well. Um, I guess a shout-out should go to, to Lewis as well at Newcastle, mm-hmm. just because he's 4.3. Um, and, I mean, he's got Fulham coming up. I mean, actually, their fixtures aren't the best, are they, Newcastle? But for 4.3...
1: Talk, talking about Fulham as well, actually. Um, I mean, going through the Fulham defender is, 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 you would have thought, not particularly wise. But their next three... Uh, but uh, Brian at home, Newcastle away, Southampton at home. Definitely the next two are, are all right. Um, I mm. thought Anthony Robinson was brilliant uh, on last night. Um, I think he's he looks great. He really looks like he can sort of get forward. And I think he hasn't yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up some attacking returns in the coming weeks.
0: Would you go there though? Really?
1: Like a, no, no. No. <laughs> if, if Fulham, if Fulham, are, you know, Fulham are the, uh, the fashionable buy at the moment, and we're looking at the likes of Lukman and Cavalero. Um, then, then why not? You know, he's uh, he's a decent fullback, and he's definitely, um, you know, definitely looks like he's a he's a player for the future
0: yeah and um john do you want to should we move on to forwards unless you've got any other defenders
3: you want to want to chuck in there no i was going to chuck lewis in because i actually brought him in last week but um, oh cool Somehow i keep missing the players that i have because <laughs> i'm kind of looking on the fpl site and they're kind of like blanked out but what 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 is the price bracket for a budget forward see that's that's difficult
0: really isn't it i mean it's i was gonna say under, under well beckoned below yeah, about five and a half and below. I mean, there's, oh. there's not many, to be fair.
3: Um, <laughs> okay, if we're going five and a half and below, let's see. How can we find here? Joel Linton, actually, and Ben Teke would be my two if I had to pick. Now, I haven't even looked at the rest, and people are probably, like, switching off the podcast now, and that is completely <laughs> fine. But, like, Joel Linton with an 11-point haul followed by five points, Leeds and Fulham coming, yeah, okay for a couple of week punt, 5.7. Benteke. <laughs> no, that do you know he what, get,
1: 13, both, get both of them Get both his 13
3: point haul And then against Tottenham He should have definitely had an assist Zaha missed a chance mm. And he probably could have had a goal uh, Now, you you do realise the question you've asked me here Fabio Silva at 5.2 is getting some game time But Wolves look terrible going forward in the Chelsea next So I'd probably steer clear But there's really not a lot when you get to that price bracket I is like
0: there? that last one, the Silva shout I mean, because he was quite unlucky when he hit the post Um, And I'd actually completely forgotten about him. But you're right, Wolves are awful attacking. But, um, I mean, hes I don't want to be harsh, but he might be a step up from Brewster. Obviously, I own Brewster, Mm. um, but at least Silva's playing or has has played or at least started a game, which gives him that that advantage. I guess it's just a case of if you want to spend 0.7 million more than Brewster to go for a Wolves striker.
3: I think... Sorry, just one other player there that I would even, rem- like, if I had to, if you had me, like, my, my head over colds. Like, <laughs> Eddie Enkeria is not getting minutes. He was kind of getting satisfied with his minutes in the Europa League. Now that those games are done for a bit, big schedule over Christmas, Arsenal look woeful, is going to be forced to shake things up a bit, maybe Enkeria get some minutes, but again... Just don't do it. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's definitely one for the, one for down the line, maybe the But new I wouldn't year, be surprised
3: if he gets a goal over Christmas is what I'm sort of saying.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't realise he dropped so rapidly. I mean, I can fully understand why, but yeah, he's five and a half million now. Do you have any, do you have any to add Josh?
3: Not really.
1: No, I think it's, it's <laughs> Bruce. it Brewster, isn't it? I know Bruce is not playing. I mean, his minutes recently have been awful, but I think it's, it's just, just go all the right the way down to the bottom to Brewster really. And, um, be done with it
0: I think that's been one of the most ridiculous questions we've had to ask so I, I yeah. apologize John <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boys <laughs> Keane's doing pretty well at PSG he might be her best bet you know so
0: we'll move on to our next headline because I think we covered we covered all the midfielders already really the lower end midfielders um with our Jota replacements um, so we're gonna go through captaincy, not just for this game week, so game week thirteen. Um, but we're gonna go through the captaincy for game week fourteen as well. John, if we go to you first of all, I mean do you have a plan for your captaincy, obviously for this week and then and then ongoing as well?
3: No, is the, <laughs> the blunt answer. Well, no, I do, I do. This week my captain's gonna be Bruno. Mm-hmm. Uh now I know there's the whole Bruno versus De Bruyne debate. I just think Sheffield look really, really bad. I know West Brom aren't great either, but I have Bruno. I don't have De Bruyne. And I'm tempted to bring De Bruyne in. And I don't know. I'm gonna. This is going to be one of those clutch calls at about three o'clock tomorrow. Bruno will be my captain. I've decided that. Uh, don't ask me why. Because I know it is a coin flip. You can ask me why if you want. But I'll give you a terrible answer. Then for game week 14. I think obviously a lot can happen in a game week. We'll see how many minutes players get. Particularly the premiums. But I think this one is probably going to be a toss up between Bruno again. Or Salah, I can see that KDB has Southampton, but Southampton are pretty decent. But that could be a high-scoring game. The Spurs lads have Leicester, mm, do you know. So I can see that being a Bruno captain for me. Game week
0: fourteen. So my, so what what sorry John, what premiums do you have at the moment
3: then? I'm like you. I never got rid of the Spurs lads, so I'm kind okay. of in this horrible position where I don't want to get rid of Son because I think at nine point three he's performing like a twelve point five. Yeah, and. The, he's the only player I can realistically upgrade to KDB but I'd have to get rid of Kane to do it so I'm kind of in this like you can keep both the Spurs lads or get rid of them both kind of horrible situation. so I'm just sticking because look yeah. if it's not broken I I'm think on it. that
1: on that John actually you, you're, you're in, a, in a funny way you are actually better to own both or neither I mean you know I was sat there on uh, was it Sunday they played yesterday and you know Kane scored but because Son assisted it I got I got a red arrow out of know. That goal. <laughs> and it's, it's nuts. Um, so I think you either, you've either got to be bold with it and own both or, or own neither. Unless you're captaining, you're not going to benefit from their points otherwise.
0: No, I feel like John, where I feel a bit not stuck with them, because I, lo- I like having them both. But, yeah, it's, it would be almost easier just to get rid of both. So so, yeah. so you've got Kane, Son and Bruno. Are they the three you've got?
3: I've got Salah as well. And I Salah think the other okay. option I have is maybe to go Grealish. Right down, pick up a lookman, pick up something like that, yeah. and then bring Sun up. But again, I just think points per million, not that I really calculate that in depth, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think Sun for 9.3. Like everyone, like Spurs, everyone's wanted to get rid of the Spurs players from game week, whatever, like after game week three. They can't, like, Sun can't score four again. And then he got two. And then he got one. And then he gets one. And like double-digit point holes left, right and centre. And everyone at every turn and every game week and every podcast, it's all about people trying to get rid of them. But you can't justify (laughs) it. And I say that while Suns owned by 60% of people. So it's probably crazy. Maybe it's just the echo chamber I'm in. But I just keep seeing people trying to get rid of them to bring in Kevin De Bruyne. And it's kind of like... These are the best two. These have been the best two players in the league so far this season.
0: I, I think that's where I learned my lesson because I wildcarded game week three. So I, I started with Kane and he got four assists and a goal and I actually wildcarded him out because I thought, you know, th- even after two games, I thought he, he, he's not going to continue doing this. And yeah. then straight after wildcard, I had to get Kane right back in. Then, yeah, it took so much effort to get Son in and I just I just want to stick with them now. Um but I think we're in the same situation then. But I've got I've got KDB and you've got Bruno, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm going to captain KDB this week. Um, I, I do have a route to get Bruno in as well. But again, it involves, like you said, it involves losing losing Son. And I mean, you've described the exact reasons I want to keep him. He's just, you know, he's a £9 million player. Traditionally, I've not really enjoyed owning Son. I mean, every time I seem to get him in the past, he gets sent off. Um, You know, he doesn't put up very good stats. And he's, I mean, he's not doing that this season either. But he's putting up... numbers he's on what 105 points at the moment um just just ridiculous so I think I'm gonna go KDB this week because I don't have Bruno and then the week after I'm actually looking at Kane at home to Leicester um because I I think Man City don't traditionally or I remember last season anyway they didn't do very well against Southampton um the only alternative I could see would be that Liverpool game away at Palace if we get some kind of leaked Liverpool team sheet and Salah's playing Maybe I'll just stick it on Salah just because I know he's going to play. What do you think, Josh? Do you have a, you have a plan for your captains?
1: I do, yeah. So this week coming, uh, game week 13, I think the two best options are is pretty simple, KDB or, or, uh, or Fernandez. Um, I'll be on KDB. And then game week 14, I think, again, Bruno Fernandez is a great option. I think Rashford, not that I own him or will own him, um, but I think against... Leads that you know uh, sort of can get caught on the break a bit. I think Rashford could uh, could have a good game there. Um, I think Kane's a good option as you mentioned. And the other one I think which we haven't spoken about, game week 14, is Grealish away to West Brom. I think that's a that could be a really interesting uh, captaincy as well. So my plan would probably be yeah, KDB game week 13 and Bruno game week 14 if I bring him in this week.
0: They're quite, I don't, I don't know if local derby is the right word, but, you know, that Bruno game, so United against Leeds, that's quite a fierce rivalry, isn't it? And then the West Brom. First one for Aston years Villa. as well
1: in, in the league. I mean, I think they played in the FA Cup, was it, last season or season yeah. four? But first I don't know if there'd be, the, the there be
0: fans now. I'm not sure because I know the tiers have changed a bit today. But, I mean, and that Villa-West Brom game as well, that's a, that can always make results a bit unpredictable. I think that's yeah. why I wouldn't fancy it. And it's a home game. Bruno just scores away, or tends to anyway. Yeah. Nice one, putting the uh, putting the doubt was in me anyway. Yeah, well, well, I don't have
1: Bruno,
0: do I? So, I yeah. so, so I've, I've got to do it. If we go longer term, slightly longer term, if we go to game week fifteen, then John, do you know who you'd captain captain that game week? So obviously Liverpool home to West Brom might be
3: might be a standout. but you see, I think by this time will we or won't we? No, do you know the players will be well rested over Christmas? I think they'll all be off hugging their families. Though, and there could be a few upsets in terms of covid cases but that's me just being pessimistic <laughs> if i had to pick yeah i think i think that's a salah captain isn't it it can't yeah, really be I anything that. else can it yeah. just looking danny oh, Ings just... as an out a differential kdb against newcastle you have to look at but i think everyone's just gonna pick salah
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking as well i mean it's good yeah salah or maybe some people will go like you said kdb
1: this um, is the week where if they have had a chip where you could have two captains it'd be it wouldn't it yeah. Yeah. Outside, yeah, especially... outside of a double game week KD be at home to Newcastle Salah at home to West Brom go out and
0: do you, do you know why some people might not go Salah because obviously the, the Man City game's on Boxing Day and I mean if you've had a few drinks and you want to just enjoy your Boxing Day um, obviously depending on what you're doing it might be a bit more fun to have a captain on Boxing Day
1: or if Is you that... want to wake up on the 27th and a little bit hungover, but you still feel okay because you got the captain still to play in the afternoon. Salah at home to West Brom. I'd take that route. I think you're putting all your eggs in one basket on on uh, Boxing Day. Otherwise, you, you get you get drunk, and if your captain blanks as well, you know. So last
0: last Boxing Day, so, Trent Trent. Um, what did he get? Four assists.
1: Yeah. What against? Um, Leicester. Leicester. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's funny things can happen on Boxing Day.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's always good, always good around uh, around that period. Especially what would be nice over these um, over these coming game weeks is actually to get a few fixtures at the same time, rather than um, you know staggered the whole time.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, I think just the, the one final thing I was wondering. So if we go back to you, John. So obviously we've gone through our captains, but obviously you mentioned you've got Kane, Son, Bruno, and Salah. So do you think you'll just stick with those over the whole Christmas period?
3: I have no idea I, <laughs> I think yeah I, I really want KDB in I don't think I just need to work it out whether I want to take a minus four and want to get rid of the Spurs lads And I, I need to just I, I actually just don't know I'm still kind of torn uh, I might just, wait yeah. one more week but then I've got the Spurs of the, the Liverpool fixture but I'm thinking if I have one more week of two free transfers it's a bit easier but I could equally just take the minus four and get it done this week honest answer I'm properly torn
0: yeah, well, the thing with the Spurs is, I think the longer you wait, the closer we get to these fixtures where they've got so game week 16 they've That's got the Fulham killer. at home. Leads everyone's going to want them then. So there's part of me that just wants to hold on to them.
2: <laughs> yeah. But then
0: going out with Fernandez is pretty scary, and I guess you've got the same with KDB. So we'd have to use a transfer to get them out, and then probably a transfer to get them back in.
3: That's actually because I had this question today on our podcast and and Wes, a.k.a. Heisenberg, literally said the exact same thing to me and it just makes the headache even worse. I think I might just have to sweat it out without KDB. And then because even just the, the value that I've built up and it's not something I pay particularly large amounts of attention to, but particularly in Sun, I've probably like, I don't know, 0.5 there. Cain maybe could make way, but then... Headaches is what this is. And I yeah. know that so many managers <laughs> are in the same position and they're here for answers. And I'm just sorry, lads. This one's a this one's a proper coin flip, I think.
0: I mean, yeah, there's there's no answers. And I know when we get to our transfers later, Josh has got a dilemma. Um because he's got Kane, um, but not Son. And I think Josh is looking at maybe removing Kane. Um so yeah. we're go we're go anyway, we'll go to the man's Piss Break. So the Piss Break is sponsored by FPL Merch. With the new site now live, use the code PISSBREAK, all one word, for a special FPL surgery discount of 20% off. So go to FPLMERCH.com and use the code PISSBREAK. Welcome back listeners and we're going to go straight to our questions So we've got some questions on Slack this week Our first one's from Matt So if you're one of the chosen few with a wild card in the back pocket What's the best time to play between now and game week 16 And is there any circumstance when you wouldn't bother? I have Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Salah and I'm pretty happy and an upward
3: curve So John I didn't even ask, do you still have your wild card? No I popped it in game week 3, panicked I, I think know. whenever United were back with a good fixture um, so <laughs> that's no. when
0: I use mine and Josh uses in game week too, so we
3: yeah, all... <laughs> we all went a bit early I think if, if I could just take this one straight off the bat I think like Matt, when's the best time to play? That's such a, a, a question dependent on the manager but if you're in a an upward curve and having a great time, game week 16 sounds like it at the minute but if, if injury strike and red cards happen and crisis time happens next week, it could be 14 or 15 and very much play that one by ear but it looks like he's looking for a game week sixteen wild card here. And is there any circumstance where you wouldn't bother? Only if I literally had my dream team. Otherwise, I, I might even switch to four million keeper. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And if there isn't, then I wouldn't. But I, I just can't see that ever happening. That's a really no. That's exactly what I was going to say. I've wild card in ten years. Like.
0: No, I mean, I've never burnt a transfer. I almost did the other week, and then I just changed, like you said, I changed my backup goalie. Um, like, there's yeah. there's always got to be something. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like that's such a waste of a wild card. And, I mean, if Matt's doing that well, then, yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. It sounds like a bit of a humble brag to me. Um, <laughs> he, he literally doesn't need to do any moves. But, yeah, no, hope that upward curve continues. we move on to a question today from, from Jeff, Jeff Pedder. Jeff asks: Southampton don't have the best run of fixtures coming up, but given their form, are there assets still ones to target? So if we start with you, Josh, what do you make of that question about Southampton?
1: I I think they are. I think they're a they're they're a great team. I mean, they're 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 in a great position in the league at the moment. And if you look at their starting eleven, really, they're one of the teams where you can pretty much look at every asset, um, and they are all pretty much credible to be to be picked in FPL, minus probably Romelu but even he's a good four point five player to have on as your fifth midfielder on the bench. Um so yeah, I think I think they've got they've got some all right fixtures as well. I mean, you know, in their next in their next four, um, they've obviously got City, but they've got Arsenal away, who are obviously in terrible form, Fulham away, who are looking better but are still Fulham. And then um, West Ham at home. So yeah, I think um, they're also a team that are kind of they're a team that I think could could beat any of the top six um, on their day, but also get spanked by any of the top six on their day, like they did against Spurs. So, you know, I, I think you know, particularly considering attacking assets, I think you know, going into the games like Man City and and and, and Liverpool when they play them. You know, I wouldn't look at it and go, "Oh, you know, I don't think Ings will score. I don't think Chadham's will score, or James Ward Prowse. I think that they're still likely to have a chance of picking up an attacking return."
0: Yeah, I own James Ward Prowse at the start of the season, and he, I mean, someone like that is a very frustrating player to own because um, you just, I just don't think he's very predictable. Um,
1: he, he's another person that I would say is not a rich pick.
0: No, but <laughs> I start, I, I still started I with him. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, maybe.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is. I think you know he's 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 solely pretty much reliant on set pieces. I don't think he's offering normally a great deal from uh, from open play, but you know with his set pieces, he's one of the best in the league, yeah. no doubt about it.
0: And I, th- I thought he might have penalties as well, but it looks like Ings has Ings has got them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, John, are there any Southampton players you've been looking at?
3: I think, yeah, I think the thing with Southampton on their fixtures is it's kind of like a few weeks ago on our podcast, sorry to keep bringing it up, but Wes was saying (laughs) about Spurs, you know, we were looking at their fixtures at City, at Chelsea, at Arsenal, at Crystal Palace, who obviously is a good fixture, but, you know, it was Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs were firing on all cylinders is it time to get rid of this is when all those conversations were happening it's like oh they're playing great but the fixtures and the sun went on and got a 10-pointer, a 3-pointer, 13-pointer, 5-pointer and I think you just need to remember that as well with the likes of Southampton whenever you actually break down the fixtures Arsenal look terrible, Man City don't look too solid at the back Fulham or Fulham, West Ham or West Ham Liverpool, yeah okay but then I mean that's five weeks ago we'll talk about that then I would be looking at spur, Southampton players based on that. And I think, obviously, the picks of the bunch there have to be Danny a- I really like Danny Ings, if you can afford to fit him in somewhere. He's probably a good place to downgrade from Kane, uh, if you need the funds in midfield for those premium players. But James Ward-Price is deadly, isn't he? And th- there's a lot of options there. Even Adams is a decent budget attacker, and I think he'll do better now with Ings back in the squad. So options galore, I think, at Southampton, even in defence.
0: Yeah, they know they have a lot. And yeah, and McCarthy in goal as well. He didn't even have to make a didn't even have to make a save against um, Sheffield United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've got a question from Stefan. So Stefan's asking, is now the time to get rid of the more explosive wing backs in brackets Lamptey to get the boring centre backs for Christmas? Minutes to rule them all. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, John, if we come back to you again, what, what do you make of that? Are you looking at getting rid of players like Lamptey for centre backs?
3: No, what's the story with Lamptey's injury? I know he's a hamstring injury. He,
0: yeah, he said it was a hamstring hamstring niggle. And he seems to have a lot of these. He seems to get flagged a lot. Um, yeah.
3: well, I, I don't know. Bracket. Look, I'll play Lamptey by ear, but I would be keeping him again. But those fixtures, Fulham, Sheffield, we know how good he is going forward. I'd be keeping the Lampty But in general, I think that question, if we take the Lamptey bit out, go centre-backs over wing-backs. I wouldn't be... I think minutes to rule them all is... I think getting minutes is important. There will be rotation, trying to find players that aren't going to be as r- rotated as much. Mm. I think a lot of the players maybe who haven't had Champions League football to date, or maybe players who aren't even good enough for their international team, these are the types of guys who might have a bit more on the legs going over this Christmas period and get the minutes, but I don't think I would differentiate between centre-back and wing-back. Like I wouldn't just make that like a broad statement on that. I think there's... There's a lot of grey area there, and it's it's kind of down to the player and their fixtures, and the, there's a lot more to it than just their position, maybe for me.
0: Yeah, and I think for for me to be doing defensive transfers, I think I'd have there'd have to be an injury because you know there's so many you know attacking players this time of year. Mm. Um, Lampy's an interesting one, but I mean I really like him. I know he's not got many points for us, but he just he's just fun to watch, and the times I've benched him and he's you know. He's he's been playing. I've been watching a Brighton game. I still remember that game against Burnley. He he was probably their most advanced player. He looked a lot more threatening than Morpé did that day. Um, But he just seems to get a succession of zeros and and, and ones. Um, But we move on to our next question. Um, so it's on the it's from NNT Abroad, and it's on the back of Stefan's question. So if we come to you, Josh, is John Stones a viable, viable option now, getting regular minutes, praised by Pep, and only 4.8 million? If you have four other playing defenders, is it worth the risk? So, I mean, it's sort of on the back of Stefan's. However, this is a centre-back who's definitely a rotation risk. Um, would, you, would you look at John Stones?
1: I think at that price, definitely. Um, he's praising him a lot at the moment. And he clearly, for some reason, doesn't favour Laporte, who is obviously the other well, uh, defender that you'd imagine would play alongside, centre-back that you'd imagine would play alongside mm. Diaz. So, yeah, I think he's a really good option um, with the upcoming fixtures. He's not a player that I'd imagine, um, you know, being brought off the bench. But then I, I said that last season with Otamendi and he came on for one minute to uh, stop Lundström's 21 points coming off of my bench. So um, maybe shouldn't speak too soon on that one. But um, yeah, I, I think he's a good option. I definitely think he's worth this. You know, he's, it's almost a million saving over Diaz now. But but in general, you know, going back to um, the question from Stefan and, and this question, I'm just not someone that really generally picks centre-backs. There's very, very few times that I have done in the past and there's very few centre-backs in the game that, I, that I'd really consider. Um, didn't I you find it's... Joel,
0: Didn't you pick Joel Matip as your differential last week?
1: As my differential, yeah. He, and he got injured. He <laughs> did, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that, yeah. That wasn't the best <laughs> one, was it? Um, but yeah, it was more more that um, I just feel like I just much prefer owning full-backs and um, just way more exciting. And I think that their points potential is better than essentially, you know, set-piece threat, really.
0: Yeah. Um, and what about you, John? So John Stones, uh, your namesake, would
3: you? I actually do think he's a decent pick at that price. And again, the price is everything. If he was over five, I'd probably be like not a chance, but he's a very easy switch for a Walker Peters, a Tre Lamptey. Uh, even a downgrade if you need the funds again for those premiums further up the pitch that we keep talking about if you needed to go down from Chilwell or Robertson it, maybe you wouldn't because you mightn't have the other playing defenders but you know what I'm getting at Yeah, he, he's a decent pick and I mean there's three clean sheets on the bounce 270 minutes in the back pocket a bunch of great fixtures 1.1% owned, he has it all going for him apart from Pep Roulette. If if this was any other manager he'd be straight in the basket but <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's <laughs> difficult, and also, I mean, John Stones. I mean, I remember the, the Fulham game. Obviously, they kept a clean sheet. I just remember one bit where he tried to pass back to Edison, and it, I mean, it almost went very, very wrong. And I always feel like you, you could do the transfer, get him in, be really happy, and just one, you know, John Stones mistake, and he, you know, he's out of the team again for for months.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of competition there. It's not just Laporte; it's Ake as well. Um. Yeah. But I do still. Yeah, he's so, think... he, is
0: so, he is so cheap, like John says. You know, you could you could move Lamptey to him. It's
1: yeah. I do think he's yeah. worth the risk. If you're in, if you've yeah. if, if you've got you know four point eight or maybe five million or whatever, and you're looking at who to get now, I think he's he's worth um, the risk essentially.
0: So this could be one for like Matt. So where Matt asked earlier about his wild card, didn't he? He's got his wild card. He's not sure you know, when to use it, he could risk someone like John Stones because he could just wildcard them out. So you could, you could almost make make a mess for yourself or, or a potential mess. Um, you know, go for these punty players like John Stones. Um, they're the, I think that's where people with wildcard have got a big advantage. They can, you know, they can take a few more risks than people, you know, like us who've, who've used them.
1: Yeah, they can also of, make early yeah. transfers and not worry so much. That's true. You no, that's chase the value.
0: But we've got a question on again on Slack, so from Emma, who was on the podcast. quite it must have been a, a couple of months ago now. Um, but Emma's asking, so four big hitters or stick with three and spread the cash. Kane or Vardy are either worth the premium over Calvert Lewin Bamford at all. So John, obviously you've got you've got four four big hitters if we include Son. So three and a half. Yeah. Um I mean, do you think Kane and Vardy are worth the premium over Calvert Lewin Bamford?
3: Mm, this is such a hard question yeah. i do I, I do and i don't i, I do and i don't a, <laughs> it depends where the money's going do you know if if it's a simple question of Keane or bamford everyone wants keying if it's a, key, a question of Keen or Comfort Loan, everyone wants Keane, but it depends what you're doing with that extra cash um i think that the the kind of everyone going heavy on premiums Again, a lot of this is down to the echo chamber that is Twitter, that is Facebook, that is Slack. And yep. I probably wouldn't have really been so bent on getting Salah in, apart from the fact that I knew everyone who I compete with had him in. And it's this groupthink mentality, and we're all kind of following each other into this premium mess. I think you could quite feasibly make a really, really good team out of the the great issues and the sons of the world. Slightly stronger defence, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, go for Danny Ings. You know, you could make a really competitive team. But what will cripple you is those weeks where Sally gets a hat trick and and sixty percent of managers of yeah, that was so, like
0: game week one.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think four big hitters is is the way I'm going. I um, might even try and transition to five somehow if it's even possible. But um, sticking with three and spreading the cash is certainly a viable strategy. And, and you know, think about it yourself would be my advice and do what you think's best. You know, don't just do what everyone else is doing. Everyone else might be doing it for the wrong reasons. But what I whenever I'm in a question like that, I kind of look at the likes of General or, or Wes or other people who I, I, I really respect the opinions of and see what they're doing. And I just kind of go like, yeah, well, if they're doing it, that's good enough for me um so i'm saying don't follow groupthink but i'm saying copy people so take from <laughs> that don't, don't,
0: don't follow people unless it's yeah general or, or wes and then just <laughs> it's, it's just that's a, that's a, these questions are all so hard aren't they oh, they are they are <laughs> um I, I really like the point you made there about the about the groupthink because i've only been like twitter and all that all of that stuff for about not even two years maybe a year and a half and i never i, I think i'd have never been worried about not owning bruno and but it's just because I, you know, you go on Twitter and everyone seems to have Bruno. Bruno scores a goal. I go on Twitter and everyone's, you know, oh, Bruno, he's an obvious pick, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but you could do that same for any player, you could do that, you know, when Kane scores, you could go on Twitter and you know, see everyone saying Kane's an obvious pick, so it, it does make you a bit nervous. Um, I think before all of this stuff, I never used to really care. Um, hmm. I you're one of the ones that
1: do when Kane scores
0: as well, aren't you? Well, it does what. That says Posts he's on obvious. Twitter
1: that he scored.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, you remember I was I captained Kane ten times last season, so it's yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Kane.
1: Um, no, I know. He's your boy. I think um I think the, the thing is 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 it's it's about how many you have. And I think um John's in a good position that he's got a son and he clearly got him a good a good time, you know, fairly early on. And um I think it's 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 three and a half is 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 good i would go with three or three and a half i personally wouldn't go four because it, it it potentially impacts the rest of your team and your bench and i do think that you know most of the players who are rested during the festive period will come on for minutes so you are you're unlikely to go deep into your bench but i think it's not just that you know we are going to get injuries more this um christmas period i think and we are going to get coronavirus cases and for that reason you know we may get we may get a postponement i don't i don't i th- I'd like to think we wouldn't now but um, you never know we didn't think we would with the with the villa newcastle when it right. happened so i think it's good to have a good squad and a good bench and um, for that reason i would definitely go 3 over 4
0: do you guys think we're overlooking? I'm sorry, I've just thought of a question myself. I mean, just all this talk of premiums, are we overlooking players like Sterling, Mares? You know, obviously Man City are playing West Brom this week. And obviously everyone, everyone's clamouring to get, you know, De Bruyne, Bruno, et cetera. But are the City players, you know, if, if, if we knew who started, they're explosive. I mean... John, you, do you not have any Man City at all? Not to not to rub it in, I just...
3: No, I don't. And it's, you, no. <laughs> it's been horrible. I went every week until last week without Salah, bar week one. Yeah. So I've been sitting there with my bum clenched watching Liverpool games for so long. <laughs> and that's like, that was City now. But it's an interesting point you make. There are so many players just not been like, they've just been overlooked in that kind of, I don't even know, like what, seven and a half to ten million bracket. It's, it's all either... Ten and a half, to, it's your Salahs, your Fernandes, your and your KDBs, or it's like Grealish's, Jada's, Calvert lewins Bamford's. But, I mean, in those sort of prices, do you know? I mean, whatever happened to Marcus Rashford? Well, Mahrez got a hat-trick a few weeks ago. Danny Ings is probably one of the only forwards in there. Timo Werner has done bloody nothing, even though he could have had about two hat-tricks, but I'll, I'll not get onto that rant. Um, Jimenez is obviously one of those kind of mid-price forwards. It's out of action. Bobby Firmino isn't really a fair pick. Richarlison, bit of form effort, and I don't know. There's a lot of players in there just been overlooked this season, which I can't say I've seen in a few seasons.
0: The Rashford shout, I really like that. Really like that as well. I guess just because of Bruno, maybe people aren't looking at it because you know they want to get to Bruno, but you know he's one and a half million cheaper. It's it's quite a quite a big difference there. Um, I mean, Josh, just just quickly before we go to our feedback, what, what do you think about that?
1: yeah i think um definitely sterling's probably the main example just because of how well he's done in the past but he's not been at his best this season i think the same the same can be said for uh i think he's been
0: a lot better recently would you you not say i mean
1: you look at his, his output points wise and his stats they're pretty poor this season and normally his stats wise you know in terms of how many shots he's having and um you know, big chances and whatnot. The thing is, as well, the other the other factor that you've got to consider is, is penalties. Which you know, um, KDB has, has got, Fernandez has got, Kane's got, Salah's got. You know, there is an added bonus to all of those because they've got penalties. Whereas you you know, you mentioned the likes of you know uh sterling or or rashford or Ver, well sorry vernon has got them but
0: well, based you know, on salah's penalty the other day i mean i don't know sometimes it's a good thing not being on penalties i mean yeah
1: but so far Touchwood yeah. there's not been uh too many misters there
0: i know because bruno gets to retake them yeah
1: but this there's you know there's been the odd one Vardy Vardy missed kdb missed but You know, I think I think that is a a big, big addition. And, um, you know, but yes, I think if you're looking to climb the ranks, then definitely there's plenty of differential premiums and differential, you know, players around the sort of eight, nine, nine and a half million price. If you want to go somewhere a little bit different and, and, and potentially, you know, climb the ranks.
0: Nice. So we'll move on to our feedback. So thank thank you everyone for for the questions this week. Um, we've got some feedback. Um, now, Josh, you said this wasn't, when we were discussing this before the podcast, you said it wasn't blowing our own trumpet. Um, and I, I think it's obviously it's aimed towards James. Tom Horner said, this is up there with the very best surgery pods I've listened to over the past few years. Hashtag up the pod. Also, we're partnered with Mikhail Tokfam. And if you want to use his algorithm, you can go to patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. And as always, he's doing James's team, so the Iceman's team. Uh, I'll run through the Iceman's team quickly. So he's got Martinez and Johnston, that dream goalkeeper rotation. Rhys James, Diaz, Chilwell, Sufal, and Kilman. Salah, KDB, Rashford, Grealish and Basuma. And up top, he's got Calvert-Lewin, Bamford and Watkins. So the feedback he's got from Mikel this week is awesome team at the moment, the top three strikers according to the transfer algorithm. So Calvert-Lewin, Bamford and Watkins, those three and four out of the top five midfielders and three out of the top six defenders. You've never had a better team. (laughs) Save the transfer all day long and be happy. With the short turnaround ahead of the weekend, it is quite likely you need transfers for next game week anyway. So we're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign up offer code of Surgery15. So if you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, you can sign up there for 15% off using that offer code Surgery15 in capitals. And of course, we're partnered with FPL Doodles. He is at FPL Doodles1 on Twitter and he does the artwork for the pod release tweets. So thank you. So we'll move on now to our trapped in. So This is our transfers and captains. Now, we don't have long, guys. It's, the deadline is UK time, what, 4.30 in the afternoon um, tomorrow. Um, so today, maybe by the time people are listening to this. So, John, do you know, do you know your transfers yet?
3: <laughs> I made it clear that I don't, but yeah. I have to if I have to give you an answer, and I had to do it right now, the gun to my head, I'd probably go Bruno Captain, and I would sit on my hands and do nothing, to be honest with you. I'd go without KDB, sweat for a week bank the transfer, and see how we're looking coming up to Boxing Day.
0: So is your bench bench pretty well set for this week?
3: Mm, to, to be honest with you, defence could do with a bit of an overhaul of Mitchell and Lamptey. If Lamptey isn't playing, then I've got Walker, Peters, Lewis and Chilwell. I'd like to have at least another playing defender, which I'm sure Lamptey will be, particularly going into the end of the month um, in about two weeks' time when there's probably going to be a rotation, you know?
0: Yeah, so, wait, so would, would Lampy be a starter
3: for you? He's, or he's on the on the bench. Sorry, I'm calling him on the bench basically because he's got that yellow flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. Sure if yeah, so I'm yeah. I have to give you an answer now based on him not yeah. being there, but if he's playing, he's I'll, I'll put him on I mean, the pitch. Um, I'm just got it, expecting yeah. no, I got it, yeah. him to play. That's I right, yeah. him he has to play, but we'll see. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. Sorry to put,
0: put you on the spot. I mean, no, 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 that's what I, all I, about. I, I'm
3: just busy <laughs> on the fence
0: here. <laughs>
3: I, I, I don't know
0: mine yet either, so I'm going to go to Josh. <laughs>
1: Yes, um, for me, I've obviously rolled transfer last week, so I've got two free transfers, um, and I've had this week, um, you know, pinpointed as the week to bring Bruno Fernandez in eventually. So I am going to I reluctantly sell Foden, and I say that because he's been horrific. But this is, this is probably the you've kept him for. Yeah, essentially the week that I think he should get a start potentially uh, against West Brom, um, but. It's, it works best for my team if I remove him. To get Bruno, I'd have to have to essentially take a minus four to then keep Foden, which to take a hit to keep Foden after uh, how many minutes he's played recently would be um, shocking, to say the least. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm looking at Foden and Kane to Bruno and, uh, and a sort of cheap striker around the sort of 6, 6.5 mark. Um, who is uh, to be confirmed at the moment? I've sort of made a shortlist and I'm uh, gonna decide tomorrow between uh, a few of them.
0: Right, and that's that's for free, is it? That's cause you won't yeah, transfer. Yeah,
1: because yeah. yeah, because I've got two free transfers. And captain wise, I'll be on Kevin De Bruyne, I think. But um, yeah. And will
0: that's... you not want will you not want Kane back in um from the from the 30th of December? Because obviously you've had Kane quite a while, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've had him since uh, game week five when they yep. played West Ham. So yeah, I know he's been he's been great, you know, and I've and I've captained him a fair amount. And I actually in, intended to sell him before their game week nine fixture against City um, after the international break, but had other fires to put out and ended up keeping him. He's been great the last couple of weeks. Um, Twelve points, obviously, against Arsenal nine against um, Crystal Palace. Um, and i think he'll be great over the festive period i've said uh, you know how how good he is over Christmas um and he's in the form of his life but i feel that for the next three game weeks i'm not going to be captaining him so I need to to look at to look at where i'm gonna you know, put my captaincy, I may move him back in or I could do a simpler move and move one of my premium midfielders to Sun if I want Tottenham coverage for uh, game week 16 and 17.
0: Cool. And yeah, like I mentioned, I'm not really sure what to do. Um, Obviously, I've got Lamptey and Jota. They're the the problems at the moment. I mean, I'd quite like to play Lamptey, but I just can't trust him. So I think I'm going to have to replace Jota. Um, And I've got 7.1 million to, to do it. And I've got so many options in my mind at the moment. I mean, obviously, Suchek or Lukman, um, they're definite contenders if I want to downgrade a bit and have a couple of mil in the bank. And I could strengthen the whole team with that. I could then down the line move Brewster to, you know, to a 6.6 million or less striker. Yeah, I do also have a route if I do a hit to get Fernandez. Um, I could get Fernandez in for Son if I downgrade Jota to Suchek. I, I just I just don't know. It's like John was saying earlier. I think Son's you know just such great value, and I'm just going to want Son back. So I might just have to not watch the Man United game and just hope Bruno Bruno you know doesn't haul. I might hopefully hope he misses a penalty something like that. Replacements for Jota I, at the moment. I'm really looking at West Ham because of their because of their potential double game week and uh, Ben Rama's is the one I really want now. I, Bowen was quality for for Hull. Um, I mean, I mean they got relegated after they got rid of him. Um that, that, that says it all, really. He was he was that good for them. But I don't know. Ben Rama looked exciting. I just don't know if he's going to play. You know, I don't know if he's nailed. Um, so I think it depends how risky I'm feeling in the next 12 hours or so. Actually, I will probably have to do the transfer tonight as well. So Ben Rama or Bowen are coming in and I'm 100 percent on captaining, captaining De Bruyne. Mm. So we'll move on to our FPL surgery mini leagues. Now you've got some big news on one of these, Josh. So do you want to start with the slack league and then move on to the.
1: Yeah, let's do it in reverse order. So the slack (laughs) league. um, So fifth is Ian Gibson. Fourth is Espen Frostard. Third is Darren Ben. Second is Jorgen Rogberg. And first is Robert Lunga. And the fpl surgery podcast league so fifth is Lars willemson fourth is sean hayes third is sean dunlop all the sean's doing really well this season uh second is Hakon Hager, and first is stefan hogsrud who was a uh, co-host of the fpl surgery last season i'm sure most of the listeners will uh will, will know that um, but yeah, Stefan actually was, uh, was in the top five last week, but we didn't read the leagues out last week on the pod because, um, it was during the Monday night football. So the game week hadn't finished. Um, and he was, I think he was actually fifth last week and he was gutted. No, that he, yeah, didn't we, we wanted to wait till name. he's top. Name, I know. And even better. He's come straight in at number one. So yeah, congrats, Stefan. Um, he's having a great season so far and, um, benefiting, benefiting from not being on the podcast. Clearly. He really is. And it makes me not want to do
0: this anymore. And then maybe I can have a season like he's having because he's flying. I mean,
1: we'd both be up there if we weren't doing it, wouldn't we? We're just, um, we're just giving <laughs> the others a chance. That's all it is. I remember
0: you, you messaged me on Friday night because Stefan's got uh, Fabianski, hasn't he? And he saved that penalty um, that was then retaken. And you yeah. said that you thought Stefan was going to win FPL.
1: Yeah, when when he saved it, and then they retook yeah. it, and I thought, well, maybe not. And then, yeah, uh, then,
0: then it's luck from last season returned. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. <laughs> but
0: yeah, but yeah, awesome. No, it's awesome. Well done, Stefan. Like fully really deserved. Now we're going to move on to our differential picks. Um, so for the, for the game week, so John, should we start start with you?
3: Yeah, you see, I feel like a bit of a sellout whenever you pick such a premium player as the differential, but he, he is under 5%. It's
0: not the first time someone's picked him either. It's a bit of a loophole. But oh, is this Oh, okay. <laughs> I can maybe switch it. Let
3: me see. No, no, no. Uh, honestly, honestly. I actually, is this who I would actually get in or who I kind of like?
0: Um, <laughs> so
3: Neither, it's... both.
0: I, I don't know, really. Um, to, right. to be honest, you know the rules aren't that strict. <laughs>
3: okay, well, I had picked Sterling for those listening because he's only 4.2% owned. They're up against West Brom, and I, it's just a no-brainer. Of of the under 5% owned players, if I had to have one, it's Raheem Sterling. But I genuinely really, really like the look of, of Jared Bowen. I think he's a cracking player. Uh, whatever about fixtures, which they're pretty okay, apart from the Chelsea. I just think he looks like a really, really good player. Um yeah. West Ham, I'm less convinced overall. Albeit they're doing okay, but Bowen, yeah, he would probably be my my, my more differential differential pick.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And Sterling was fine as well. Sorry to.
3: <laughs> no, sorry, I always feel like a sellout. I was, in, I did something this week, and I had to pick for Footstock. I think I had to pick three players, and I, it, Salah was the choice, and I went Danny Ings just because I didn't want to pick the obvious one, but <laughs> sometimes you just have to.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, um Josh, who've you got?
1: I've gone for Foden um, purely because it will um, make me feel a lot better when I set him and uh, his inevitable overdue haul uh, happens against West Brom this week.
0: It, it won't make you feel better. <laughs>
1: it, it really won't, it? it no, it, it, won't. it won't make any difference. <laughs> but the fact that I, uh, I have to essentially, to get Bruno, I have to take a minus four to keep Foden. It's... Um, it's it's enough of a, a no-brainer for me to get rid of him, unfortunately.
0: Nice. And I've gone for a centre-back. I've changed I changed my mind last last moment. I'm going to go for Harry Maguire at 3.3% owned because he's got Sheffield United away and then he's got Leeds, Leeds at home. Both pretty bad at defending set-pieces. I mean, I wouldn't get him in my team, but yeah, I'm going to go Harry Maguire for my differential there. Lovely. So please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code is 439HW9. That code again is 439HW9. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and remember to rate the podcast five stars, please. Or you can email us, fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com. John, do you want to tell us just where people can find you on social media and tell us, you know, plug your pod as well, obviously your new FPL
3: pod? Yeah, so we've started the FPL Double Up podcast. I'm kind of like, as you've probably realised by now, I'm just an idiot who loves FPL, but my co-host is FPL Heisenberg, who's got six consecutive top 30k ranks, and he kind of keeps me in line. But we good thing going, there's the two of us each week, we've guests every so often. 45, 50 minutes is what we aim for, and it's relatively light-hearted and, and light on the stats. So yeah look it up fpl double up podcast and then for me uh twitter's my big platform just john nellis uh instagram i'm there too and yeah go on go and have a creep awesome
0: and yeah thanks again for coming on john especially with such a short turnaround you've obviously had to record what two podcasts in a day
3: three <laughs> i'm a three. diehard hard content creator
1: <laughs> wow
3: time yeah i had a, my football index one too so oh, i'm getting it all done before christmas you see so
0: yeah uh, have you got any more after this one or is it I've
3: got one. I think I've won tomorrow evening. But oh. anyway, enough about that. I'm going to go and watch some Breaking Bad now, and I might even have a little Bailey's. It's it's December.
0: Uh, so Josh, you just got one more thing to say.
1: Up the pod.
0: Up the pod. Up the pod. If we, if we go to you, Josh, I mean, you have Jotter at the moment, is that right?
1: No, I've never oh, had no. Jotter. I'm
0: getting everything wrong. I'm getting everything <laughs> wrong today. <laughs> so just.